0: Two sons, two responses. Which one did the father's will? The son who ultimately said yes with his choices. We as disciples of Jesus would like to think that we are like the first son. It's easy enough for us to acknowledge that yes, we're all sinners, and we initially said no to God with our choices, but now we've accepted Christ as our Savior and we've said yes, and now we strive to serve the Father, we even pray every day, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done. Sometimes, however, I think we can be like the second son and not know it. We can say yes to God with our lips, and then say no with our choices we're not intending to say no with our actions we're not trying to be rebellious and we aren't even denying that there's important work to be done in the vineyard it's just that we want someone else to do the hard work for us we're busy, our calendars are full got a lot of things going on and so when God asks us We say, well, but Dad, you got lots of other kids. Tell my brother to go out and dig. Tell my sister to go out and pick the grapes. I'm pretty busy right now. As Catholics, we can sometimes be like the son who first says yes, but then says no in this way. We first say, yes, every human being has inherent dignity but then we say no by our inaction. When we rightly proclaim that the unborn child in the womb has the right to life, but we ignore the mother's real needs for help and for hope, we say no. When we rightly celebrate the diverse ethnic cultures in our country, but we complain that desperate migrants are stealing our future, we say no. When we rightly uphold the goodness of sexual purity and biblical marriage, but we condemn and vilify those who have fallen short of God's law, we say no. We say no and we want someone else to do the hard work instead of going into the vineyard ourselves. Jesus says that what changed in the first son is that he had a change of mind, literally a metanoia. That's where we get the word conversion. And to be sure, the world that's outside the church definitely needs a conversion when it comes to recognizing the dignity of all human life from conception until natural death. But we also need a continual conversion in order that we do not become hypocrites who announce the dignity of life with the golden trumpet, but who refuse to pick up the iron shovel of the life of service. What does that life of service look like? Well, St. Paul shows us in the second reading, he exhorts the Philippians to compassion and mercy. He says, do nothing out of selfishness or ego, but look out for one another's needs and not just for yourself. And then he lays out before them in beautiful poetry his famous hymn to Christ's humility. Jesus who, though he was equal to God, emptied himself, humbled himself, becoming obedient unto death for our sake to serve not himself, but to serve us. Therefore, we are also called to empty ourselves, becoming obedient to the life of service proper to Christians. Not only to announce the dignity of life, but to carry out the life of service that go hand in hand. And when Christians say yes to this life of service, Amazing things can happen to promote and uphold human dignity. Let me share with you just one true story of a woman named Jessica. Jessica made a last-ditch call for help when she was on a bus in Washington, D.C. She was pregnant and homeless, and she was using the bus as a place to stay warm. Jessica had scheduled an abortion because she didn't want to have her child on the streets in the middle of winter, but homeless and pregnant she also called from a bus and reached a church-based ministry that provided free housing, case management, and supportive and caring volunteers. And with this help, Jessica was re-energized, she got her confidence back, and she found a job with benefits near her new home. And even before her son was born, she was promoted three times in her job. She established new healthy life habits and was blessed with her very own car from the generosity of a local Catholic parishioner. Jessica and her son are now thriving in their own apartment and are confidently building a new life together. Jessica's new life was possible because Christians who said yes to the dignity of life also said yes to the life of service. They put their faith into practice through concrete actions of love. I think sometimes right now we can become really discouraged about the world around us and the ways that life is devalued. But if we ever suffer from despair, we should really keep stories like Jessica's in mind. First of all, they're, they're more common than we think. As a church, we're, we're called to say yes to the dignity of life, and we're called to say yes by putting that into practice, by actually serving, actually helping, actually giving generously. So this week let's pray about how God might be calling us to say yes to life. Lord are you calling me to get involved with St. Rose's Respect Life Committee or St. Vincent de Paul or Loaves and Fishes? Lord are you calling me to, to volunteer at Women's Life Care Center where St. Rose has partnered with them for many years to provide real help to mothers and children in need. Lord, are you calling me to, to give generously, to support the good work of others financially, to contribute to the dismantling of human trafficking, racism, or any way that human life is degraded or oppressed Let's take these questions to prayer and and wait upon the word of the Lord. He really will guide us. He really will show us what He desires. He'll show us what we're called to do in the vineyard. Because each of us has something to do that no one else can do. May we say yes, now and always, to His call. And may we say yes to reverencing and protecting each and every human life made in the image and likeness of God.